0: Washington's home for
1: breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630 Chat. All right, so that basketball game ended Kansas State 98, Michigan State 93 in overtime. So that's a three-seed defeating seven the other game is a blowout eight minutes left connecticut a number four leading number eight arkansas 75 51 a couple other games coming up later in the nhl minnesota and philly are now in a shootout tied 4-4 in the third boston leading montreal 3-2 rangers and hurricanes 1-1 senators up 3-2 on the lightning maple leafs leading the panthers 4-2 matthews two goals he's up to 34 blues up 4-2 on the red wings in the second Kraken 1, Predators nothing, Golden Knights and Flames. They're just singing the anthems. And the Washington Capitals leading the Chicago Blackhawks 5-1 with 14 minutes left in the third. The Capitals scoring at a rate that they have not been able to achieve since my next guest played for them. It is Jason Chimera checking in. Jason, how are you doing, sir?
2: All the, all the goals dried out since I left. That's what, that's what they say, Reno.
1: <laughs> well, it, yeah, it, it took several years. Now offense yeah. is finally on the upswing again. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <That's>,
2: I, <laughs> I'm sure that's not it. <laughs> uh, it's good to have you on the show, man. How's life? Yeah, buddy. Always, always good to have, always good to talk to you. And, uh, thanks for having me on life, uh, can't complain you know i if i said if i complain you should you should slap me so i got no complaints uh
1: yeah. were you coaching uh any minor hockey or what's, what's been going on
2: yeah my son just finished up my daughter just finished up too so both kind of transitioning now because daughter's going to soccer and kind of spring hockey and um and just kind of spring stuff it kind of seems like it never ends that's yes yeah. it, 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 it just goes one one, one season to another how
1: good is the uh, the female hockey now? I, I mean, it's it's grown so much over the, about the last twenty five
2: years, right? Yeah, so my my daughter plays co-ed. Okay, uh, she, she's the only girl on the team, but she's she's probably going to go into girls hockey next year. She's kind of entering U uh, fifteen level. Um, kind of, it's kind of that's when it kind of gets hitting and and you know it's. I, I run a girls spring team called the Alberta Warriors, and we we kind of it's like the brick series for the girls. And uh, we got we got a big tournament at the mall that's coming up in July. But it's just uh, like the uh, the atmosphere in the girls' locker room is pretty. It's pretty. It's pretty awesome to see. It's pretty cool to be around. And you know, I've never been a part of something like that because the girls are just. It's a different animal when you get all the girls together. I think I think she misses out, so she'll probably get the girls' hockey next year.
1: Okay, good stuff. Yeah. Well, again, thanks for checking in tonight. A uh, few things I want to talk about because a couple things happened this week where I thought, well, Jason would be cool. And I, I got to admit, I'm, I'm sort of—we're kind of doing a sequel of an earlier chat we had because when Ovechkin hit uh, what I had you on when he got to 800, right? Yeah, and, yeah. And then earlier this week, he scores 40 goals for the 13th time in his career, which almost doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah. Like <laughs> you—you yeah. you played with him when he was. When, when he was you know seven or eight seven or eight years ago yeah like how did you think he had that longevity in him
2: uh you know you, you always yeah you, you always just score goals no matter what so i i'd be lying to you i said he'd be he'd be scoring the same kind of clip he was and um you know kudos to him for keeping his uh and there's one thing he can't deny he's got that shot that kind of beats you no matter what you you try to as you know, he just stands in that spot in the power play, and he literally just stands there, and people still can't check it, and, and goalies still can't read it, and save it. So it's uh, it's uh, it's quite amazing. Um, you know, it couldn't happen to a better guy. He's just a good teammate, good person, and you know, you like to you know, I, I never thought to to see that that goal scoring record would be broken, but he, he keeps on getting closer and closer, and it, it looks looks more legitimate every day.
1: I'm I'm curious. He scores a ton. Did did he? T- you might sound... This might sound like a weird question, but I think you'll know what I mean. Like, did he talk about scoring goals? Like, would he talk morning skate, I've, I've, I got a couple in me, or, or, hey, don't forget, I'm standing over there on the power play, or this is where I'm going to go tonight? Or did he just kind of go out there on instinct and do it?
2: I think it's on instinct and, you know, on... I was I was more on the third and fourth lines, Rito. So I didn't really play with him. So he didn't really demand the puck for me. So <laughs> um, no, but he, he like he he would talk about where he's at with uh, with Mackey all the time and with with Kuznetsov.
1: Did we lose Jason?
0: Well, he seems to
1: be still here. There he is. Oh, there he is. Okay. Sorry, you cut out for a second there, Jason. I'm sorry. Let, oh, let's sorry. just Yeah, you you were sorry. saying he would talk a little bit to. Uh, uh, off and a couple of the other guys about where he was going to be.
2: Yeah, so like they they see little nuances on the PK or or during shifts or where what what their what their defensive zone coverage was like, and he would just do different stuff and they would be in different areas and it just it would take them literally two steps one this with this way and this way and they'd be that good just kind of knowing where each other are. So it was pretty it was pretty cool. To see, it pretty cool to, to, to them to talk about it and they actually go and do it, which is which is pretty awesome.
1: All right. Well, speaking of going out and doing it. Uh, and and I read some newspaper clips, well, newspaper and internet clips about Connor McDavid to start off the show, Jason. And then after I read them all, I said, by the way, those were written about Connor McDavid in 2014, and they still apply today. Speed, exciting the crowd, you know, getting to know people away from the ice if they're going through a tough time. I mean, it's interesting for you to see McDavid. And for him, at least in my mind, at the very least meeting expectations and maybe even exceeding them, as you're as you're witnessing this him doing this in the NHL now, what like what are you thinking?
2: Um, it's just amazing. It, 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 like uh, I, I, as you know, I, I, I had some speed when I played, but I can never do stuff with a puck like he can with the puck, and, um, and just the way he plays and the, the goalie scored last night just banking it off, and the, the goalie is just it's not that easy. Like it's just – like it's. Uh, he used to score that like that stuff when I was taught, Tom Thumb. He used to score at Will, but not on NHL level. So it was just uh, it's pretty cool to see a guy at that level and um, score different ways. And him and Drysella working together is like uncanny. And you know, you almost like are disappointed if they don't score on a shift because they're, they're they're that good. Because it's just uh, I, I I haven't seen that kind of level in, in my life. That's for sure. In my watching TV and watching hockey and seeing anybody it just. Uh, it's pretty cool. Edmonton's and, and pretty lucky to have that guy, you know, be a part of your organization, and I mean, it's it's a special thing for sure. So
1: you mentioned the goal from behind the net, and as you said, w- when you were younger, you could do that. In the NHL, would would most guys even have the wherewithal to think about that? Because things are happening so fast, right?
2: Well, I said I could score when I was when I was younger, not not bank it off. Okay. That, that's, <laughs> yeah. 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 No, I I think. I mean, you know just the way their brain works i think i think um i don't know who started one one time i think someone banked it off into washington i never i never really thought about that i never really thought about banking it off a goalie and, and just the way those guys minds work and just the way they 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 have an ability to slow down um maybe brownie could attest to this because he was hell of a hell of a playmaker he, he made some really good plays and scored a bunch too and their mind slows down and there's like and you know and a lot of more normal there's us normal folk that play in NHL or the people that play in NHL it just doesn't happen that easy it's their mind slows to a pace where their feet are going so much but their mind just going at at, at, a, at a snail's pace they could see everything they could see plays make plays they could see seams and see goalies drop a little bit and put it up like that one dry settle shot was just amazing and like things like that happen and it's it's not fluke like these guys these guys know what they're doing
1: yeah, um, Jason Chabero joining us tonight on Inside Sports. Dreisaitl's passing ability, and there was an NHL Players Association poll uh, yesterday, the day before, the days are kind of a blur, um, that, that, uh, that the players identified Dreisaitl as the best passer in the league. Oh, I, I yeah. Which impressed you more last night, the one to Nugent Hopkins or the spin-around backhand pass on to McDavid's tape in overtime?
2: Well, I think I think they're both equally as great because the way he looks before he gets the pass, like the, like you always try to teach your young kids nowadays, a pre-scan, like try to look before you get the puck and you know, you're, you're on him all the time. Like you got to know a play before you get it. The way he's, it, uh, the ability for him to look before and make those passes, like on his backhand, spin around, spin around on backhand, forehand. Like he's just as good as passer as most, most NHL players are on their forehand, which is pretty scary. And it's, uh, um, I mean, those guys, that ability to pre-scan and look where he is and see see plays before they're really even happening are pretty cool. And to watch that is, is pretty amazing. And that, that I think I think both both of those passes were equally as good. I think maybe the one to, to McDavid was a little better because I think, uh, I don't know who, was, who else was in the area. Maybe Hyman was in the area too, that one way to pass to Dugan Hopkins. So maybe maybe it was going to him too. Maybe he got a little lucky going to Nugent Hopkins but it was just like two guys were in that area but the ones McDavid was down ice, and he passed it harder than most people do under forehand, which is pretty cool.
1: When you were on the ice, and I asked Kelly Rudy this earlier in the show from a former goaltender's perspective. When you were on the ice with a, an elite passer, like, how nerve-wracking was that? Because how, how worried do you have to be that he's seeing something that maybe you and your line mates can't even imagine?
2: A lot of times you can't even take away stuff they, they're seeing because they, they see they, you're your they, they move your stick with their eyes and they move your stick with where their body is and they move your stick out of the way of the passing lane so they can they can create that hole to people so it's pretty cool like I don't think anybody knew in their right mind that uh, Dry Sutter was making a spin around backhand pass all the way up the ice to McDavid make, make most people think he was forehand and then try to whip it up the ice that way that that's. Uh, not just his ability to, to look off people and make him go one direction and and make a pass to the other. And, and sometimes there's really no defense to to help you that. And like you said, that you know, that's that's a scary part. I know going against Baxter in in uh, he's one of those guys who could do that look look you off with his eyes and his body and and going against him in practice and power play. I was a penalty penalty kill guy in practice. It was it was it was pretty embarrassing at times where he just open up seams and pass it right by you. All right, a couple
1: more for you, Jason. I, I know you, uh, like a lot of players, you 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 never fully acknowledge your accomplishments, but you did something pretty cool. And I've never asked you about this f- before in the years of interviewing you. Like speaking of goals, you know, later in a career like Ovechkin is doing, you got your second 20th goal season, a uh, 20 goal season at the age of 36, and then you did it again. At the age of 37, with different teams, uh, Washington and the Islanders, what like what do you attribute those those late career offensive years to?
2: Well, I think I think uh, two things. I think um, you know my wife introduced me to healthy way eating when I, when, I, when I when we started uh, living together when I was in the NHL and kind of I I never ate better when she when she was and, and my trainer uh, Barry Butt who's premier strength here in Edmonton that kept me kept me. Youthful, and kept me going with all these years, and really, he wanted me to keep up with all all the young guys and kind of keep my speed and keep my strength. And so, um, and yeah, maybe just a little more calmness about you. I think you um, you realize that you as you get older, you really realize how lucky you are to be playing in the NHL. And I, I think you take it for granted when you're younger a bit. And, and as the years get uh, closer to your you're being done in the NHL, I think you really appreciate those years and you. Later part of my career, way more than I did my first part because I just enjoyed it more, had more fun. I'm sure it was stressful, but I just I just soaked it all in because I knew it was going to come to an end sometime. And maybe that has something to do with it too. I don't know, but it was just uh yeah, it was pretty cool to score. You know, it was, like you said, thirty six, thirty seven years old and score back to back twenty goal seasons. That's pretty. It's pretty cool. All
1: right, and my last one for you is the, the playoffs are right around the corner. Does does the conversation change in a dressing room like, or? Does anything need to be said? Like the guys sort of sense, like, all right, we, we gotta really get in this mode. You know, when the Oilers had a couple of games. Seattle, San Jose, maybe they didn't play great, but they still won. Yeah. You, you, you know what I mean?
2: Yep. I well, there's there was like all, all you know season as you know season always wrap up during the year and preseason for for vets are just trying to get through though getting hurt in the first part of seasons pretty sloppy and refs are calling everything so it's kind of a power play penalty kill fest and then before christmas it gets you know guys will get a little excited for christmas break so they go a little harder than after christmas it gets a little sloppy then when it gets to february march and march and you get the last 15 games that's that becomes playoff hockey it, it, the hockey becomes really good and and you know, a lot of those teams are playing freewheeling, like like uh, San Jose and, and Arizona. They're tough to beat because they're got a bunch of young guys in the line up. They're trying to prove their worth. They're trying to they're trying to make a, a name for themselves for next year. And those those games were the toughest games to play because they're just playing free Maybe maybe not so much system-wise, and you don't know really really know where they are. And but you know, kudos to them. They got some wins against those guys, and like they have to battle through it, which is great. You find. Good, good teams find a way to win, and they're doing that now. And which is, and, and their power play is not clicking as much as it used to be. So, which is great too. That's you know, need that during the playoffs.
1: Jason, I always love having you on. Uh, I, hopefully, we can talk maybe uh, during the postseason to get more of your perspective. Uh, I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad you're loving life and uh, and working with your kids. Sounds like you're having a lot of fun coaching. I really appreciate it, man. Talk to you soon.
2: Yeah, real thanks. Well, any, anytime, buddy.
1: That is Jason Chimera checking in 18 years in the uh, National Hockey League. Oilers, Columbus, Washington, Islanders, and then a uh, quick stint with uh, Anaheim before he hung him up after the uh, 17-18 season. 1,107 regular season games. Fun to talk to him and interesting to get his perspective on the accomplishments of McDavid and Dreisaitl. Your perspective is welcome to 780-496-0063. Vegas and Calgary underway. No score six minutes in.
0: Hi, this is Leon Dreisaitl from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 6:30 Chat.
1: Settle up to 110 points. McDavid up to 60 goals. The 4-3 overtime win over Arizona last night, 780-496-0063. Derek Scott, what do we have, sir?
0: All right. Well, the first one text is from Lanny. He says, Reed, is anyone else speculating that Connor's performance this year is somewhat inspired by the fact that he got screwed last year for MVP?
1: Uh, I don't think we've talked about that specifically. Okay. I, I think he just I don't know if it's necessarily well, I should have won the Hart Trophy, but I do think he sees what other players can do and probably there's a little bit of well I can top that, you know. Matthews <laughs> got sixty last year, now McDavid's gonna get more than sixty.
0: Okay. Uh, next one says Tiger won 15, missing 10 plus years of his prime. Yep. He was his 99 to 2002 year stretch was a better career than Spieth has now. Think about that. Yep. Anyways, on Connor, it's like that line from Andy from The Office I wish there was a way to know when you're living the good old days. Oil country these days are the good old days. Whether it's this year, next year, or the year after, he'll win a cup here with Leon, and I think they win at least two. He's there with Wayne, Mario, and and Bobby Orr. Players that good don't not win. It's a foregone conclusion. Enjoy the ride. That's from L. Nate.
1: Uh, I appreciate that. I think that's a very good way to look at it. I think, in some ways, yes, we are living the good old days. I could talk about golf and, and stuff for a long time. And that's the thing with Tiger, right? He won 15 and he missed a large chunk of his career. Having said that, he missed a large chunk of his career. You can't give him credit for majors he didn't win or didn't play in. Um, but personally, I do think Tiger is the greatest golfer uh, of all time. And no disrespect to Jack. But it's, it's a fun debate, and it's clearly between those two. Laddie Schmeid coming up.
2: Japanese Village Edmonton South has moved to a new home at 3975 Calgary Trail. Come dine at the new Calgary Trail location between 430 and 6 every day and enjoy a 10% discount on your total bill. Japanese Village, a celebration for the senses.
0: Your home should be as remarkable as you are. Accurate Contractors can help make your home a reflection of your style and personality. Whether you're looking to renovate your kitchen or flex room or need something a little bigger like a partial home recreation or a second story and main level addition,